here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. It's wonderful to be back. I've been grinding my teeth. I've been wanting to come back, and here we are. This issue with this communist Chinese spy ship is extraordinarily serious. And people keep asking, well, why would they send it? We have satellites. It's so obvious. It is the latest step in communist Chinese Xi's efforts to test Biden to see if he will even act decisively on America's air security and sovereignty is penetrated. And he failed. Biden failed again. The Joint Chiefs of Staff failed again. Our generals failed Again. The Secretary of Defense failed again. Biden's reaction was provocative. Too little, too late. Just like Afghanistan, provocative. Just like the refusal to build up our military in the face of what Communist China is doing is provocative. That's a fact. Now, we also have potential acts of treason taking place at the highest levels of the United States military and intelligence agencies. If, in fact, if, in fact, these so-called balloons entered into United States airspace, violating our sovereignty... When Donald Trump was president, and he wasn't told, and the Secretary of Defense wasn't told, and the Secretary of State wasn't told, and the head of intelligence wasn't told, and the head of the CIA wasn't told, and the leadership in Congress wasn't told, then somebody needs to be brought up on treason charges. That's one part of it. 
but to a man. The former president and his staff, including some who have written nasty things about him, have said it never happened. It never happened. But it did happen. Last week. It did happen. And we did nothing. It was shot out of the sky after it was finished. How much you want to bet? Just a hunch. My hunches are typically right. How much you want to bet that Billy picked up the phone again and called his buddy, the head of the military and communist trainer, Lee, if he's still there, and said to him, we're going to shoot it down now that it's off the coast of South Carolina and you did what you did. You understand, this so-called balloon is not a balloon. It's 200 feet tall, at least three school buses wide. And it's chugging across the Pacific. It moves along the coast of Alaska, where we have very powerful Air Force assets. It comes in over Canada, into North America. And it is chugging along at a snail's pace, relatively speaking, over one nuclear missile base after another. For obvious reasons. And nothing happens. Well, don't worry, say one or two generals. We were able to block their transmission. Not only do I question that, but that wasn't the test. Will the United States of America protect its own airspace and sovereignty? And the answer was no. The answer was no. So what do you think the communist Chinese and Xi conclude? Well, if they won't shoot the balloon, or whatever you want to call it, out of the sky for days, until it reaches the coast, having traveled the continental United States, it reaches the coast, the ocean, off of South Carolina. They're not going to go to war with us over Taiwan. No way. No way. This is a scandal. This is another Huge scandal. And the lies from the Democrat Party and the corrupt media go on and on and on. They just keep lying. I just want to inform Jonathan Turley, who had a pretty good piece the other day about how the media have surrendered impartiality and objectivity. He might want to read Unfreedom of the Press. How old's that book, Mr. Producer? Four years old? Yeah, we know that. We know it's a problem. Here's John Ratcliffe, former DNI, on Fox News yesterday with the great Maria Bartiroma. Cut to go. And the Department of Defense is claiming that uh, there were three balloons 
Chinese spy balloons that entered the United States airspace during the Trump administration and that they were not shot down and they were not disclosed. Can you please tell us the truth and if that's true? Well, it's not true. I can I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But, Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh, do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump wasn't reporting? I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. This is a very important point. Isn't it amazing to you? How the media kick in right behind the Biden propaganda effort. The morning schmoes and his ilk, lowlifes of that kind. They should be furious if there were Chinese balloons in our airspace, over our territory, violating our sovereignty. And they didn't know about it. But the idea that this massive whatever it is, is floating around and pilots didn't see it whether military pilots or commercial pilots, thousands of flights a day, the idea that, that somebody on the ground didn't see it as somebody on the ground in Montana saw this one is so ridiculous. But they lie. Biden lies. He lies about his own mental health. He lies about his own record. He lies about race. He lies about the economy. He lies about the border. He's a liar. He is a sick man in so many ways. And so are those that march behind him, clicking their heels. And that include the media. And so you have people like Cory Booker coming out and say, isn't it hypocritical what happened under Trump? Nobody said anything. Did Cory Booker know that it happened under Trump? When did he learn that? You're a United States senator. If this took place during Trump's administration, did you know about it? Because you didn't say anything. Of course they didn't know about it. Because it's a lie. I believe it was a lie. And it's really appalling. It's shocking. It's shocking. They tested Biden, and Biden blinked, as he always does. Biden blinked. Biden official, this is Breitbart, admits U.S. previously unaware of Chinese spy balloons that flew during Trump administration. A Biden administration official confirmed that the United States was unaware of the Chinese spy balloons that flew over the United States during the Trump administration until after he left office. Does this not concern you folks, if this is true? The unnamed defense official confirmed to Fox News that Chinese spy balloons traveled over the United States at least three times during previous administration, specifically in Florida and Texas. The former president and his top security and defense officials have refuted this claim, but the Biden official noted the balloons remained undetected until after he had left office. Does this make sense to you, Mr. Producer? 
We have spy satellites, too. We have satellites, we were told, that could look into the retina of a human being from outer space. These aren't hypersonic missiles, which we can also pick up. These are these massive, we'll call them balloons, and they didn't know they were there, so that doesn't make any sense, America. That doesn't make any sense either. Not to me. But Monica Showalter at the American Thinker, she makes a lot of sense to me. She says the Millie boys at the Pentagon would come up with a new public relations save for Joe Biden and his pathetic indecisiveness about a China spy balloon brazenly traversing the continental United States before it was shot down over the Atlantic. According to the Pentagon's website, defense.gov, the balloon did not pose a military or physical threat. Still, its intrusion into American airspace over several days was an unacceptable violation of U.S. sovereignty. The official said Chinese balloons briefly transited the continental United States at least three times during the past administration. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our Defense Department at the senior levels is disgusting. Disgusting. The balloon did not pose a military physical threat. How do they know that? It's intrusion. It was an unacceptable violation. Really? Well, you didn't act like it. And besides, it happened at least three times during the prior administration. Again, if that's true, every one of these bastards should be court-martialed. Because the commander-in-chief obviously didn't know. But the lowlifes like Joe Scalberg, yes, Chinese spy balloons flew over, yes, when Trump was in office too. Well, that fixed everything, you jackass. Not one time, two times, three times. Except the former Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, who despises Trump, said no, it didn't. The former head of the Defense Department's And the former Secretary of State and CIA Director, Pompeo, said, no, it didn't. You heard Radcliffe. No, it didn't. And you're going to hear later in the program Rick Grinnell, who says, no, it didn't. Who are you going to believe? You're going to believe the media that lie day in and day out? You're going to believe General Milley that gave the enemy a heads up? Oh, don't worry. If we're attacking uh, you, uh, we'll give you a heads up. Goes around the commander-in-chief. You going to believe that? No. Fact of the matter is, this administration lies and lies and lies. The Democrat Party lies and lies and lies. And the media lie and lie and lie. Time and again. There's no excuse for this. None whatsoever. That damn thing should have been shot down the minute it came into the airspace of the United States around the state of Alaska. That's it. And if Biden could actually speak and think on his own feet, he would have immediately held a five-minute speech and told the American people, we will not tolerate China violating our airspace and our sovereignty. That's the message. 
We won't tolerate. And by the way, China doesn't tolerate a U.S. plane or ship within 70 miles of its of its country. This is a provocative act. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Ladies and gentlemen, the Communist Chinese are now threatening repercussions against the United States. Quote that they have the right to take further actions in response. You can see the aggressiveness of the communist regime, the mindset of the communist regime. You can look at their economic, geopolitical, military activities. And you have to be Helen Keller not to see and hear what's taking place here. And I am deeply, deeply concerned and frustrated with conservatives and pseudo-conservatives, phony populists, phony nationalists, phony American firsters, who seem to put America last, who seem to put our military last, who seem to put the threat against our young people in a draft last, not realizing, not comprehending history, that when you show weakness in the face of this kind of a totalitarian regime, it is provocative, whether it's a balloon, whether it's Afghanistan, whatever the hell it is. And I want to discuss this further when I return. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. You know, you folks are patriotic. You support the United States military. 
you're very you're very into your country. Many of you have served or have family members or friends who have served. You're tired of the country being ripped apart. And yet, when it comes from conservatives or pseudo-conservatives or certain Republicans, too many seem to be okay with that. We actually do have some patriotic businesses in this country. They're not all woke. They're patriotic businesses that hire tens of thousands of people and produce and develop the weapons that keep our nation safe. There's no military complex in this country when we're spending 3%, 3% of the GDP on, on military spending. Was a time when we spent 20%. The vast majority of the federal budget isn't on military spending. It's about $780 billion federal budget being proposed now is almost $6 trillion. I think we can agree that one of the primary responsibilities of the federal government is to protect us against foreign threats. States can't do it. Citizens can't do it on their own. Federal government has that obligation, including securing the border. So when it fails to do that, our freedom, our prosperity, our way of life, our lives are at risk. When the federal government's too busy doing so many other things. That we don't have the resources being applied where they need to be applied. Throughout history, there have been very evil genocidal maniacs. We didn't create G. We didn't create Putin. The idea that we have somehow provoked these madmen is ridiculous. And when people say things like that, They are just as hostile to and anti-American as the radical Marxist left. America is not provoking anything. And when you say America, you mean Americans. Most of us believe live and let live. We're not imperialists. We're not colonialists. If we were, we would own most of Europe today having conquered the Axis powers in World War II. Japan would not be free. North Africa would not be free. Germany would not be free, and down the list. We leave countries better than when we have found them and where we have found them. We have some forward bases, with agreements with some of these countries we left in Germany and in the Philippines, Japan. Well, of course, that's smart. Why did we do that? To protect us. 
to protect us with forward bases so we wouldn't lose as many Americans as we did at the beginning of World War II. And World War II began, began despite the fact that our leaders knew, despite the fact that our media knew, despite the fact many Americans knew what Mussolini and Tojo and Hitler and others were up to. And they said the same thing so many people say today. It's not our problem. It's just not our problem. It's too far away. But we're the focus. China's not building up its military to attack France. It's not building up its military to attack England. You know whose birthday it is today, anniversary, Mr. Producer? President Reagan's. It's amazing how little talk there is, even in conservative radio and TV, about President Reagan. It's amazing some of the not-so-smart young punks who, who are wannabes with columns and so forth. Forget about Reagan. Forget about conservatism. Forget about a big military. It's a new day, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new day. We just have to figure out what day it is. They sound like young Marxists. There's so much old about the New Day. Why are we acting like China is not doing what it's doing? Why are we not preparing for what I fear is inevitable? And if it's not, great. Wonderful. Why isn't there a sense of urgency? Why is it that you're concerned about a communist Chinese spy balloon and our reaction to it? Just because it's a balloon? Why isn't what China is doing in the Pacific, on the continent of Africa, in the Western Hemisphere in violation of the Monroe Doctrine, on both sides of the Panama Canal, Why is it that this isn't receiving the attention it deserves other than here for the last many years and a handful of other places? And why is it that lessons learned in the past are ignored today? Peace through strength isn't just a bumper sticker. It's a policy. And it's correct. I'm tired of some of these old generals on TV, particularly CNN and MSNBC and the networks, who tell us, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. As they become politicized. I'm tired of generals who should speak up, who were trashing Trump. Kelly, Mad Dog, the others are sitting on their mouths now, not saying a word. And I'm tired of conservatives on TV and radio who are so concerned about ratings and hits that they fear standing up to a growing mob of imbeciles who believe that we are the provocateurs.
For those who say, I cannot support what you say because Joe Biden is the commander-in-chief. To you, I say, you're right about Joe Biden. You are 100% right. He is a disaster. But then I say to you, are you going to abandon our men and women in uniform? The men and women in uniform who are deployed throughout the Middle East, North Africa, Europe, our hemisphere, the special forces, you're going to abandon them too? Because that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. takes a long time to build an aircraft carrier. It takes a long time to develop a new bomber or a new jet fighter. It takes a long time to develop new missile technology and satellite technology and GPS technology. It can't be done in a couple of years. And we are not acting like a nation that's concerned about its sovereignty, about its security, whether it's our border or whether it's a country that is now directly threatening us in word and in action. And the excuses are absurd. We're arming the Ukrainians who are defending themselves against Russia. Somehow this is controversial. Ukraine, the people of Ukraine are literally defending the rest of Europe. They are literally the front line. Because Putin has made his intentions clear. How much clearer can he be? That his goal was to cut through Ukraine and invade Poland. And the Balkans. Which would have triggered World War III. How much clearer could he have been? The people of Ukraine are the front line in Europe's defense right now as I speak. And we have conservatives who want to cut their legs right out from under them like it's no big deal. But here's my bigger question. We're running out of military equipment and armaments? How can that be? Our military used to be built around a model that we could fight a war in two separate regions of the world. We can't even support an effort by Ukraine to defend itself in one part of the world because we're not producing enough military equipment And then we attack these military businesses for doing what we ask them to do. And then we're told it's part of a military-industrial complex. Don't quite uh, quote Eisenhower to me. That was after World War II, not before World War II, and not during World War II. These bumper sticker labels do nothing for me. 
We don't have a military industrial complex. If we did, we'd be spending 10% of the GDP on the military, not 3% or 3.2%. I don't want to hear it. Oh, and then we're told, compared to the communist Chinese regime, we're spending a lot more than they are. I saw this online. Did you see that, Mr. Medusa? It's not hard to research this information, ladies and gentlemen. Every respected and objective research organization that has looked at this says we really don't know what the communist Chinese are spending. We know what they make public. And it's not in their interest to tell us the truth. And the people who fight in the communist Chinese military, most of them have no choice. We have a volunteer military. They don't. They're conscripts. They don't pay like we pay. They don't give medical care like we give medical care. They don't create pensions like we have pensions. That's not how it works there. And the, the fusion between civilian and military there is maximized. In fact, those companies exist, many of them, for military purposes, even though they have secondary civilian purposes. So it's almost impossible to compare except when you see output. Output. And their output is far exceeding ours. I would ask the people who have a responsibility behind these microphones and in front of cameras to rethink some of the things they're saying and some of the bullcrap they're spewing. They have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to say things that are often uncomfortable or unpopular. But the world is what it is. It is what it is. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. So we will have a further discussion about this down the road here, but, you know, the funny thing is Mr. Producer will tell you uh, my executive producer of Levin TV will tell you. Our producers of Life, Liberty, and Levin will tell you. 
I have spent I don't know how many hours on every platform talking about this growing, growing, growing threat that we face. It got to the point where Michael Pillsbury, who's written a great book on the subject, has been involved in this his entire career. You've probably seen him on Fox and heard him on radio. He told me I should write a book about this, although I'm writing something about something else. But that said, if you don't become an advocate for the United States military, not militarization or militarism, but for the United States military, then nobody's going to be an advocate for the United States military. As the budget gets bigger and bigger and the debt gets bigger and bigger, because the federal government more and more is spending frivolously and massively on matters it has no constitutional authority to be spending money on, the pinch keeps coming at the expense of the military. So people keep trying to concoct reasons why the military budget should be cut. If we cut the military budget now, we are committing suicide. We are committing suicide. If you believe in peace, that's exactly the wrong position to take. If you want to keep your kids out of the military, that's exactly the wrong position to take. If you want to support our military and the men and women who are such heroes who have volunteered, that is exactly the wrong position to take. And if you want to be able to defeat any enemy, regardless of what part of the world they're attacking us from or whether two of them are attacking us at the same time, that is exactly the wrong position to take. Ladies and gentlemen, what the hell good is the federal government if it can't protect us from foreign enemies? It's that simple. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, it's interesting. People have been writing about critical race theory for many, many years. Many years. And they've done a great job. Michael Gonzalez over at the Heritage Foundation. Chris Rufo. As you know, the Manhattan Institute and others who deserve great credit for all the work and study they've done. I decided to look at this myself, honestly. I'd never heard of it before. So some years passed. And I went back to the founders of this ideology and so forth and so on. And I was hell bent on making it a national issue and bringing it to your attention, 14 and a half million of you, on radio, on TV, on, on Levin TV, on digital. And we have. 
And then we put it in perspective, a very important context. How Marxism, the cancer, the poison of Marxism is spreading throughout. And we raise that too, whether it's so-called climate change. And these various assaults on the family and sexuality and so forth and so on. Open borders, that they're all, they're all the same ideological persuasion. And of course, this necessitates the destruction of any support for American history, American principles, for America, period. Because in the end, it's all about Marxism. And the modern Marxists, the American Marxists, have, as I've talked about and we've discussed, customized Marxism. They've tailored it for our times and they've tailored it for this country. Because the proletariat, the vast working class, was never going to rise up and overthrow this country. Because in this country it's called, Marxist terms, the middle class. And the middle class is not going to overthrow itself. The Marxists have always hated the Industrial Revolution. Because it demonstrated in the end that Marxism was a vile, impossible, disastrous, deadly experiment. Marxism really wasn't even that new. He kind of stole some ideas from here and there, but that's okay. In fact, when Marx was alive, he wasn't even that well known. 30, 40 years after his death, he was embraced, including by American intellectuals who would go on to identify themselves as progressives, create their own nomenclature, because that's what they do. They mislead. Nicole Hannah-Jones, the 1619 Project, Nicole Hannah-Jones is not a historian. She's not trained with that skill set. She's a hater and a bigot in my view. And when she was in college, she wrote very, very racist things about white people. She's very angry, has a big chip on her shoulder. And in my view, she's committed to the destruction of the country. She's certainly not alone. Absolutely not alone. And she's made a lot of money doing it. She's gotten a lot of fame in the right circles doing it. And she's been promoted from day one by the New York Times, which has always been anti-American and anti-freedom. Stories about which I've explained to you before. And so she's on the Morning Joe show, Nicole Hannah-Jones, because it's Black History Month. And so I guess they figure over there at MSNBC and the Morning Schmo show that who else would you talk to but Nicole Hannah-Jones? Who's been condemned by many as intellectually deceitful and dishonest about her portrayal of American history. And she's being interviewed by David Ignatius, a longtime 
hack for the Washington Compost. Cut 16, go. Speak with us about whether, broadly speaking, you still see, in Martin Luther King's words, the, the arc of history bending toward justice on these issues. As you look at America, are people uh, adjusting to thinking about being challenged by these ideas? And are we moving in a positive direction or do you see something that's frozen? You, you notice how he doesn't confront her because he's a coward and a fraud and a phony. In my view, what Nicole Hannah-Jones is promoting is racism and hatred and Marxism. She's not promoting our history, American history. She's certainly not doing that. And Ignatius doesn't challenge her, doesn't take her on. Talks about Martin Luther King's words, the arc of history. And as I've explained to you many times here and in my book, Martin Luther King's goal, as he said in his I Have a Dream speech, is a colorblind society. Where skin color doesn't matter. For critical race theory, skin color is everything. And to be colorblind is a sellout to the white dominant culture. Critical race theorists reject Martin Luther King. Now when they write among themselves and they write their own books and they write their own essays and speak at seminars, in essence they'll tell you that without mentioning his name. But when they're confronted publicly about it, no, 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 no. Yes, we need to move in new directions, but I respect Martin Luther King Jr., Go ahead. Well, you know, uh, of course, I have tremendous respect for Dr. King. But uh, what I would argue is that uh, the arc of the universe doesn't bend one way or another. We bend it. Right. So when we when we think that it bends naturally towards justice, then I think it really alleviates us of the necessity uh, to act in ways that bring about the country that we want. So if it bends towards justice, it's because we have made a decision as a people that we want to be a country that is more just. And we are in a challenging period right now. We saw the the racial reckoning of 2020. It was very short lived. And then we saw really a, a racial backlash. And I think we're still in that period. So we've always had these kind of two souls. Dr. King also said America is a schizophrenic nation, right? That we can hold uh, opposing ideals in our head at the same time. And I think what we have to decide as Americans is, is which country do we want to be? Do we right, want so to be- far, she hasn't said anything. Has she said anything, Rich? She hasn't said a damn thing. Go ahead. The country that begins in 1619 with the practice of slavery? Or we, we, weren't, to- we weren't the country that began in 1619 with the practice of slavery. We didn't begin in 1619. This is a lie, and she keeps perpetuating it. And do you want to know why? Because they can't defend 1776 as a country beginning in slavery even though they've tried desperately to do that. Desperately. 1776 had nothing to do with slavery. 1619 had nothing to do with the founding of this nation. Nothing. Go ahead. 
country that was conceived in 1776 with the ideas of liberty and equality. Um, I think that is uh, that's All right, unknown. Sarah, th- thank you. Now, you can see, in my view, what a complete dunce she is. But she's not alone. Not even close to being alone. From Breitbart again, Democrat Tim Kaine's wife denounces Declaration of Independence. Constitution is fundamental in enshrining slavery. Anne Holton, wife of U.S. Senator Tim Kaine, denounced the Declaration of Independence and Constitution as, quote, fundamental in enshrining slavery. Holton made the comments as Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's new history standards were approved five to three by the Commonwealth's Board of Education, upon which she sits. Quote, to an audience as inclusive as our Virginia is, you cannot reference the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution as remarkable documents without also acknowledging they are fundamental in enshrining slavery and limiting the protections that they provided to only white property-owning men. Holton also served as Virginia's Secretary of Education. Now you know why. The education of Virginia went to hell. Under former Governor Terry McAuliffe, who tanked his own campaign against Youngkin by making anti-parent remarks regarding the education in Virginia. The history standards were written at least in part to correct disinformation and anti-American propaganda. Injected into the curriculum through the use of critical race theory, something Youngkin ran on during his campaign. But the unveiling of those standards had a rocky start with the initial revision facing severe backlash and rejection by the same school board. Youngkin acknowledged of the initial standards that there were omissions and mistakes. Youngkin board appointee Andy Rotherman, who was appointed by the board to the board by Senator Mark Warner when he was governor, said that it was good work, but that the document needed improvement and so forth and so on. My point here is what the wife of a sitting United States Democrat senator, Tim Kaine, said. Now, who has done more for the rights and liberties of black Americans? Tim Kaine's wife or Abraham Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln used the Declaration of Independence in the Constitution in speech after speech against slavery and against the Confederacy. He especially used the Declaration of Independence, the core of which was rejected by our most recent Supreme Court Justice Jackson about natural rights when she responded in writing that it hadn't been something she gave much thought to. Or when it was rejected by Kamala Harris The word life, liberty, and happiness. Or when it was rejected by Barack Obama. Or while it's rejected by every Marxist and every radical. Why? Because it acknowledges God-given rights. Unalienable rights. Here we have a woman who was the head of the Department of Education in Virginia, 
She's the wife of a sitting senator who sits on an education board because she fills one of the Democrat seats. And she doesn't even understand or comprehend America's founding and the Declaration. But Abraham Lincoln did. And he had oversee the Civil War. He signed the Emancipation Proclamation. And ultimately, freed the slaves. In America's bloodiest war, it's not even close. No other country has fought a civil war to end slavery. Not one. But this country. For which we're given no credit. How did slavery appear in America? Where did they come from? Who captured the slaves? How come that's not in the 1619 Project? Who enslaved slaves initially? Who sold them to the British to send to the United States? That's not in the 1619 Project. That's not to make excuses, but you want full history, let's get full history. It's out there. Some brave souls have written about it. The fact of the matter is, the Declaration of Independence doesn't just talk about unalienable rights for whites or non-blacks. It doesn't talk about natural rights just for whites or non-blacks. It is a document of humanity. Natural rights. You have a right to be free. You have a right to be equal. You have certain rights the government must not must not attempt to control or take from you as a human being. So what Tim Kaine's wife is saying, but that's not what took place early on. She should read the speech that Abraham Lincoln gave in 1858 that I have in one of my books in which he says, and I'll just paraphrase it for you, the men who founded our country, Jefferson, Madison, Washington, Franklin, they knew that slavery was wrong. Some of them tried to do something about it and were unsuccessful. But they wrote that Declaration of Independence as the founding document of this new nation because they knew their progeny, that their children and their grandchildren would have to confront this in the nation that they created. And if you read the Constitution of the United States, which has a specific ending date for the importation of slaves, And later, the Bill of Rights. And later, the Civil War. Lincoln said, 
That's the nation they created. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter Wireless. Only a minute left uh, after the bottom of the hour. I want to take one more kick at this. Um, because uh, it is so serious, your kids are being brainwashed now. They're not just being brainwashed to be little Democrats, capital D, Democrat Party Democrats, which would be bad enough, which is totalitarian in every respect. They're being brainwashed to loathe themselves. White, black, or in between. They're being brainwashed to become little revolutionaries. They're being brainwashed against faith and family and country. Each and every day. Each and every day. That's what's taking place. I'll be right back. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Wireless. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Nicole Hannah-Jones and her 1619 Project on the morning schmo. <clears throat> so as you can see, this radical Marxist ideology, which is built on anti-white racism, as much as so much of the Democratic Party's past is built on anti-black racism. But it seems to always return to racism of one form or another. It's being promoted by the Morning Joe Show. 
and MSNBC and NBC and Comcast. It's promoted by the New York Times and CNN. It's being pushed, promoted by the NEA and the AFT in our classrooms. Virtually every single college and university except for a handful like Hillsdale. This is ideological propaganda and brainwashing that will destroy everything. Here she is, Cut 17, today. Go. But I I think there's something uh, much more central happening, which is that uh, the history of black Americans is so inconvenient to the the narrative of America that there are... let's, let's, Let's stop a second. I'll be the one to puncture this balloon. The history of black America. Black people who are Americans were not all from ancestors who were slaves in America. Some blacks in America are the children of interracial marriage. Some blacks in America are the children of parents whose ancestors never experienced slavery in America. Some blacks in America come from parts of the world, but not the African continent. And of course, some blacks in America are distant relatives of individuals who experienced slavery. What the Marxist does is categorizes everybody based on some physical identifier or economic issue or religious issue or what have you. So you're always part of a class, even though you're an individual. Now, I'm Jewish. Do I consult with all Jewish people before I do something? No. If I decide to do something, is it because I'm part of a group? No. This is a dehumanizing ideology, CRT. Nicole Hannah-Jones is dehumanizing individuals, as is the New York Times. This is what Marx compels. So she says she wants to talk about black history. Well, for some of you who are black, this has nothing to do with your history. Or maybe your ancestors did experience slavery, but in another country. So when she talks about black history in America, is she talking about 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago? What exactly is she talking about? Well, she doesn't say, and she's never going to, because it's inconvenient. It's the same with white people. Maybe you're Italian or Irish. Maybe you're German or Swedish. Maybe you're Italian and Irish. God knows, you know, whatever. Maybe you're uh, 15 different backgrounds. So maybe your ancestors weren't even here when slavery existed in the United States. So what is this white stuff all the time? It is the ideology of oppressor oppressed. It is the ideology of division. It is the ideology of clash. C-L-A-S-H. 
and it is an ideology that requires indoctrination, brainwashing, and hate. And hate. Go ahead. Haven't ever wanted us to grapple truthfully. That's why we have uh, Governor DeSantis banning AP African American Studies um, in Florida. That's why we have all these so-called. And what was in that curriculum? Isn't it interesting? There she is on a news show, on the morning schmo, on a supposed news channel, MSLSD, and the host who was questioning her doesn't even inquire Ignatius about what it was in the AP class that. That was troubling. What it was, Marxist ideologues, much like Hannah Jones, were responsible for preparing that material. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not embrace their hateful, racist, bigoted ideology... Then they try to turn the tables on you. There must be something wrong with you. And if you're black and you reject what she's spewing, and you support your country, and you're a capitalist, or you've served in the military, you serve as a cop or a firefighter, or you, you embrace the civil society and law and order, or whatever it is, if you don't, if you don't join the the small percentage of Marxist radicals who are trying to take over the black community, who are trying to take over the, the history courses and classes throughout this country, then there's something wrong with you. It's you. Not them. Ron DeSantis, all he wants is to teach history. He's not opposed to teaching history what occurred in this country from beginning to today. He has said it over and over again. He's not opposed to teaching real black history, such as, such as it is, or real white history, such as it is. He's opposed to teaching this ideology of the radical Marxist left. Go ahead critical race theory laws that are trying to make it more difficult to teach about racism and to teach about um, what black Americans have experienced because if you acknowledge that teaching about racism and what black Americans have experienced you're teaching Marxism why can't you be honest why can't the phony news people question you the way you should be questioned Mr. Producer let us try one more time to get her on this program and why do you duck my show in fact why do all of you leftists duck my show the reason why we don't have these these great thinkers of the left on my show on life liberty and Levin is because they they don't want to come on So I've given up on it. Just like here. Mitch McConnell would rather have his teeth pulled than come on this program. People like him. Not much I can do about it. I love my buddy Hugh Hewitt, you know. But I'm not Hugh Hewitt. 
and he is a good friend of mine. But he he gets along with these folks. I don't. I'm not talking about Jones. I'm talking about the McConnells of the world and so forth. I guess somebody asked. Otherwise, they'll never come on anybody's show. So there is that. That's a public service, I guess. Oh, by the way, the State of Confusion speech is tomorrow. I'm sure you'll mark it on your calendar and listen. Folks, unfortunately, I have to listen and take notes. I would discourage you to waste from wasting your time. That'll be about an hour of your life lost. But through all his propaganda and all his propagandists in the media and in his party, I want you to think about a few things. When they talk about how the economy's doing great, all the things he's done for you, what he inherited, because he's going to lie. I want to ask yourself, you to ask yourself a few basic questions. How is the price of food impacting you and your family? How is the price of fuel, whether for your vehicle or your home or your apartment, impacting you and your family? How is crime impacting you and your family? How are the public schools impacting you and your family? How are your medical costs impacting you and your family? I want you to think about the necessities, the bare necessities. B-A-R-E, the bare necessities and how they're impacting you and your family. And are you better off today than you were four years ago? Are you better off today than you were two and a half years ago? The answer is no. And it's only going to get worse. He's going to say about how many jobs he created. He didn't create any jobs. After a pandemic, jobs are created. The pandemic is as low as it gets, particularly when blue state governors are shutting down restaurants, barber shops, beauty parlors, and everything else. Joe Biden didn't create anything except massive debt. I want you to think if you have a daughter in high school or college about women's sports and what he's done to that. Think about it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. 
Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Let me ask you folks a question. The Democrats always say the Republicans are going to cut Social Security and Medicare. That's always their fallback position. When did the Republicans cut Medicare? When did the Republicans cut Social Security? You know, they had the presidency in both houses of Congress in the past. Did they do that? When did they do it? Now, one day they're going to have to be reformed or they won't exist anymore. And that one day needs to come soon. But the Republicans have said they're not doing that. Not now. So why do the Democrats and Biden keep saying, and he'll say during his State of Confusion speech, that the Republicans want to cut Social Security and Medicare? Who is the last president? In fact, which party was the last party to cut Medicare? It was the Democrat Party. It was Obama. They took money out of Medicare to help fund Obamacare. Every single Republican voted against it. Every single Democrat voted for it. You should not allow the Democrats to create their alternative reality. Like on race. The party in this country that is racist is the Democrat Party still. Anti-black racism, anti-white racism. The Republican Party as an institution is not for anti-black or anti-white racism. Say what you will about it. But the Democrat Party is. But it's the Democrats who cut Medicare in the name of Obamacare. It's the Republicans who voted against it. So when you listen to Joe Biden, if you do, and you watch him, just understand this man has been a liar since the moment he had a microphone. Even before, a plagiarist on his law school, law school exam. The man is incapable of telling the truth. He's caught all the time in lies. So why would you think when it comes to public policy, he would be otherwise? Think about even these papers they found. The papers. Classified papers. He's been lying through his teeth. Whether people say so or not, they, you know, they put up these phony defenses. He lies about his business dealings. He lies about his son's business dealings. He lies about the price of gasoline. He lies about the economy. This is what he does. He lies that the border is secure. But the Republicans are not cutting Social Security and Medicare. I wish they were reforming them. But it's not on the table. So we don't need to discuss that right now and, and create ambiguity. Because that's what the Democrats want. I'm just telling you, 
that I guarantee you that's going to come up because it's a lie. And Biden's going to have a long laundry list of things that he's done for you. Gun control. Excuse me, there's more murder in the street than I can ever remember. Support for the cops. The cops are, are more depressed than ever before. At the border, he's all these resources on the border. Because that's what he does. He's a serial psycho liar. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, great to be back, 877-381-3811. Hello, 877-381-3811. Rick Rennell. Former DNI, Director of National Intelligence, will be with us in about 15 minutes, give or take. NBC News reported the other day, I wasn't here, that federal law enforcement could have prevented, quote-unquote, January 6th riot, did not act on intelligence. Look how they slipped this by on February 1st at 9.28 or so p.m. Look how they just slip it by. You and I have been talking about this forever. And this is not even a subject in the report by the January 6th Stalinist Politburo Committee. NBC Nightly News' Lester Holt introduced a segment that detailed federal law enforcement agencies' failures in the lead-up to the January 6th Capitol riot. So I want to salute him for doing this. In the segment, NBC News echoed criticisms and concerns that conservatives have expressed since the attack occurred. What they mean is me, but that's okay. Not our NBC News exclusive. The January 6th committee's final report was more than 800 pages, but some material did not make the cut, including much of its findings on the failures of federal law enforcement leading up to the attack, Holt said. Now, why would they cover that up? This committee covered it up. They censored it. Because it would have exposed them, the Democrat Party, and Nancy Pelosi, and the Biden administration. Subsequent actions by the Biden administration. The images of the attack on the Capitol stunned America and the world, they say. And tonight, in an exclusive interview, the chief investigator for the January 6th committee says the government could have prevented it. I'm quoting. The government could have prevented it. NBC News correspondent Ken Dillian, Tim Heapy, former lead investigator for the January 6th committee, told NBC News that if intelligence agencies had acted on the information they had, they could have prevented the Capitol riot from occurring. God, how many times did we say this? They got information from the NYPD. They got information from the field office in Norfolk, Virginia. They had information. They were offered the National Guard. Quote, I think it would have been a lot different had law enforcement taken a more assertive, protective posture. I'm quoting. The intel in advance was pretty specific. It was enough, in our view, for law enforcement 
to have done a better job operationalizing a secure perimeter, he said. Law enforcement had a very direct role in contributing to the, really to the failures, to the security failures that led to the violence, he continued. Folks. And Lizzie Dizzy Cheney and Adam Headcase Kingsinger and all the rest on the committee covered it up. Adam Schiff now wants to be a senator. People familiar with the committee's work tell NBC News members downplayed that finding because they wanted to keep the focus on former President Trump. He noted the members of the committee dispute the account. Well, of course they do because they look like fools. Heapy says the committee found the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and other agencies did not act on the intelligence they had. Law enforcement agencies' actions surrounding January 6th had long been criticized by some within the conservative movement. When questioned by Ted Cruz whether FBI agents participated in the Capitol riot, senior FBI official Jill Sanborn refused to answer. <clears throat> Couldn't say no, could she? The January 6th riot has been used by Democrats as a weapon against Republicans since it occurred. This is from Fox now. NBC doesn't talk this way. Various investigation into Trump's rhetoric and actions leading up the attack are underway. Yeah, his comments and actions. Like, be peaceful. Like, we support law enforcement. Don't harm them. Stuff like that that's never on TV. Wow, my goodness. So the January 6th committee is another smear job. Another cover-up. Isn't it incredible? We all knew it. You knew it. I knew it. They knew it. And yet they pretend. They go along. They had their public hearings. Their public hearings. Remember those? Oh. They were reading right off a script. I remember those. Pretty disgusting. And and look how this cover-up continues. Town Hall, Spencer Brown. National Archives says it was ordered to keep Biden's classified documents hidden from public on Fox, on this station. On Levin TV, I've been telling you from day one, this is a cover-up and it's ongoing with the classified documents. Biden's. As House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer gets to work investigating the Biden administration for its many crises and handling of various issues. He's also trying to get to the bottom of Biden's mishandling of classified documents. But he keeps running into the same non-transparent Biden administration that has frustrated Americans with its lack of candor and apparent attempts to paper over the scandal. Now we learn. Right before the National Archives came in, they handed me, they handed us a letter from the Department of Justice informing them and us the General Counsel for the National Archives wasn't allowed to say anything about the Biden documents. But we had about a three-plus-hour transcribed interview with the general counsel. And what we learned was there's a double standard here with Donald Trump, the way he was treated versus Biden. That double standard has become apparent to most Americans already. A column last week was even dedicated to the topic before Comer had called upon the National Archive to sit for a transcribed interview. If you go on to the National Archives website, there's pages and pages of press releases and 
information about the FBI's raid in the Mar-a-Lago and Donald Trump's possession of classified documents, Comer reminded Sean Hannity on his program. But there's nothing on the website about Joe Biden. Nothing. There wasn't any press release or anything on the website about Biden, the chairman said. So we asked the general counsel, why were there no press releases sent on Joe Biden once it was determined that he had classified documents in his possession? The counsel said that he did do press releases, but he was ordered and told they could not be published. We asked who gave him the order. He said, I can't tell you that. How convenient. There are only two people that could have given him those orders. And that's either the Department of Justice with Merrick Garland or the White House with Joe Biden. So the National Archives was ordered to participate in the cover-up. Merrick Garland's been involved in a cover-up. This phony transparency piece. We've got a great piece by Mark Hemingway in The Federalist. Biden's cooperation with the FBI is meaningless and misleading. He says, case in point on Wednesday, it was reported the FBI was at President Biden's home in Rehoboth Beach, once again scouring the place as part of its investigation of Biden's mishandling of classified documents. It is at least the third time the FBI searched Biden's effects as part of its investigation, and one of those searches was done so discreetly it wasn't publicly known until months after the fact. In addition to his home, classified documents were also found at the Penn Biden Center, the president's Chinese-funded think tank. The DOJ has also graciously trusted Biden's personal attorneys, who did not have security clearances, to sift through his papers. The searches of Biden's home and private papers came just a few months after the raid on Mar-a-Lago, we know. But after weeks of breathless speculation about how the DOJ prosecution would be used to keep Trump from running for president again, the media are at pains to explain why Trump's crimes are somehow worse than Biden. And so the media haven't coalesced so much as collapsed around a central narrative. Biden's violation of the law is somehow excused because he's fully cooperating with the FBI. So he points out, no, they aren't. Basically, the FBI is allowing Biden to do what he wants to do. That's what's happening. And um, it's not a matter of cooperation. It's a matter of compliance by the FBI. I'll be right back. Mark in. We're having a little technical problem. Rick Rennell hasn't called in. That's the technical problem. But you never know. He could be. That's my surmise. Remember Charles Koch? Remember how he used to support conservative causes? You know, his father, who was quite an entrepreneur, was a member of the John Birch Society many, 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 many years ago. Mr. Koch is, what, about 80, give or take? His brother David and he were very close. Unfortunately, David Koch passed away. I think it was cancer or some lethal disease. And David, in my view, was more conservative than Charles was, even though David ran as a libertarian at one point. And Charles is a rather extreme libertarian. 
Uh, he doesn't believe in securing the border. Um, he's one of these guys that blames the United States for all wars, pretty much. Not a big supporter of law enforcement or the military. And of course he has the group called AFP. Years ago my my wife worked for this organization because years ago it was fairly conservative. He's also joined forces with George Soros creating something called the Quincy Institute which is sort of a Buchanan-like institute um, which uh, promotes uh, in my view, pacifism. And pacifism, of course, always provokes war, also in my view. Particularly when you're facing somebody, a country that has made it abundantly clear what their intentions are. So now, just to give you an example, our good friends at the Washington Free Beacon, Elena Goodman, a coalition of progressive activists, bankrolled by George Soros, that would be Marxists, Charles Koch and the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Let's stop right there. Isn't it amazing how these so-called populist nationalists and the leftists always come together to attack the Rothschilds or whatever? That's fine. But here we have Soros, Koch, and Rockefeller together worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Soros, Coke, and Rockefeller. No, 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 but that's okay. That's not a conspiracy. These multi-billionaires getting together to try and buy policy. They're mounting a secret lobbying campaign, which has now been exposed, to revive the Iran nuclear deal. The Iran nuclear deal. With Iran, we get nukes. And they're an eyelash away by tying it to the Iranian human rights movement, according to internal correspondence obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Do you know the people in Ukraine, the young people, are still protesting in mass against that regime? And they are being brutalized. I mean, raped, tortured, murdered. Joe Biden never talks about that. So we do have our friend Rick Grinnell. Rick, how are you, sir? Mark, how are you? I'm very good. Rick, uh, so you didn't see a communist Chinese balloon in the sky when you were the acting <laughs> DNI director? Look, I, I, not only did I not, but remember, I was acting DNI at the very beginning of the COVID crisis. We were looking very intensely on the origins of COVID. We were looking backwards trying to find every little piece. And I don't want to go into great detail about sources or methods or information that we, we shouldn't be talking about publicly, but let me just say that um, I looked very deep on all of the Chinese issues. And if there were any balloons floating in the United States, we would have seen it. This whole story from the Biden administration has changed with every news cycle because they know that they've been caught by giving excuses once again every time they get caught doing something terrible or or in a weak policy they say well trump and they they say that magic word trump and then all of the media in dc 
just rush to their defense. It's a real problem. It's a propaganda machine that's going on, and it's not making us any more safe. It's making us less safe as a country. Who was the head of the Joint Chiefs when you were there? Was it Millie? Yes, the whole time. Now, this guy, Millie, seems to run a lot of interference for Democrats and seems to kneecap Trump every, at every turn he can possibly get. Let me ask you this. If, in fact, just as a scenario, if, in fact, there had been balloons and Millie knew about it and didn't tell you and you're the head intel guy, I mean, isn't that contemptible if, in fact, what he's saying is correct? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've been saying very um, strongly, the reason why I have said publicly I'm refusing any briefing that the Biden administration wants to try to give me now about the balloon is simply because they absolutely are scrambling to come up with some reason as to why they lied. And for me, it's pretty clear. If there are bureaucrats who knew about some piece of raw intelligence, and chose not to tell political types. That's treasonous. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is calling their bluff. And I'm saying, not only am I not getting a briefing, but I think that if you know of bureaucrats refused to brief politicals, you should turn them over the, to the Department of Justice for trial, for prosecution, immediately. I don't believe that these people exist. But if they do exist, if the Biden team knows that there are bureaucrats who saw raw intelligence suggesting a balloon was over the United States and they didn't tell Trump administration officials because of their political connections, then turn them over to DOJ and DOJ better get on it immediately. This is how countries end. And that's really the logical conclusion from their propaganda that they're putting out, isn't it? Well, for, for me, it's, it was an excuse in the beginning. It was, oh, these balloons flew over Trump and uh, during the Trump administration. And then the national security team for President Trump was, was totally united. And that doesn't always happen. <laughs> but we were totally united from Esper to Pompeo to Radcliffe to O'Brien to me and, and everybody in between saying, look, uh, this we never saw any of this. We never saw even a piece. Uh, that would suggest this. If, if, if I saw that, this is what, what's so offensive is that if I saw this, I would have briefed the president of the United States because I love my country and I wouldn't want Chinese balloons flying over our country. So to somehow now suggest that there were pieces of this that the bureaucracy knew about and either we missed it or they didn't tell us is, is so ridiculous. And it better not be true. Rick Rennell, I want to carry you over. Please don't hang up. I've got more questions for you. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. It's a pleasure to have Rick Grinnell, former acting director of National Intelligence. Rick Grinnell, if there had been balloons of that magnitude floating around from Alaska, down the coast of Alaska, through Canada, into the United States for several days and so forth, you would have known, wouldn't you? Well, certainly someone within the intelligence uh, service who works on these issues would have known and would have bubbled that up. Um, I then I was very active in reading every little piece that came through. And I, I can tell you that if if a balloon entered the United States airspace and that anyone thought it was anything other than a weather balloon, it would have immediately bubbled up. Uh, I think that the Biden administration was caught lying from the beginning. And how about commercial jets and military jets? There's thousands of them up there any given time uh, during the course of a day or a week or or people just looking in the sky like they did in Montana. Everybody missed them? Every single person missed them? Makes no sense. Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And look, I'm I'm now hearing from so many people uh, within government who were who were uh, formerly intel officials, some who are currently intel officials. There's a lot of finger pointing going on here. Um, let's also remember one thing, Mark. Joe Biden said that he told the military to shoot it down on Wednesday, and it didn't get shot down until Saturday. What went wrong there? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how, how could that be? Did they not get the message? Did Jake Sullivan not carry the message until Saturday? Did they just decide on their own that they were going to um, you know, do a different time? Was Biden really in charge uh, was somebody else kind of uh, coming up with some compromise uh, directive? I, I mean, look, uh, Congress, we work very hard to put conservatives in Congress. Now that they're there on the House side, they got to get to work. They got to get immediately to the bottom of this. Subpoenas should be flying. This is a national security issue. And of course, apart from all the scientific and technological information, the communist Chinese learned something else that Joe Biden and the Joint Chiefs are very reluctant to defend this country, even from a balloon that enters our airspace. And I think they take from that that there's no way the United States will engage as, as, as it must in a very significant way should they invade Taiwan. I mean, I think it's very provocative to fail to do what should have been done, don't you? Yeah, not only that, but let's just remember that um, we were off to a terrible start with the Chinese and the Biden administration from the very first uh, month when the Chinese showed up in Alaska and sat there on our 
land sitting across the table from Anthony Blinken lecturing us. And we didn't get up and walk out and slam the door. We didn't send a strong message. Uh, they quickly saw Afghanistan. They've seen the, the Senate Democrats and Joe Biden drop the Trump sanctions on Putin's pipeline and, and literally cause a war in Ukraine. I mean, this all stemmed from Joe Biden's policies of dropping the sanctions on Nord Stream 2. What did he expect when he looks at Putin and says, I'm going to get rid of those Trump sanctions on your pipeline? Do you not think that that messages loud and clearly that mm-hmm. Joe Biden is weak? Yeah. So um, now what happens here? I, I think that the communist Chinese are emboldened. I think they're continuing to be extraordinarily aggressive. I think we're sitting on our hands when it comes to building up our military to be able to to match them in many respects. I think they see Biden as a paper tiger. How do you see it? Well, look, I'm I'm never going to bet against the United States. I feel very strongly that we do have superiority over them. We have uh, a committed intelligence class. What we need to do is rid the few people who are in the intelligence community who are working for partisan gain. And and uh, colleagues know this. P- people within the intelligence community know who's leaking. They know who is the problem. We need to fix our problems so that when we have a, a situation that partisan actors are not trying to muck it up. Um, I, I want to fix our problems because you are exactly right. The Chinese are coming fast. We know that they are on the offense. I, I would suggest that uh, when when we allowed the Chinese to, to enter the WTO at the end of the Bill Clinton administration, this whole vision that if we engaged with the Chinese that they would uh, move towards democracy, human rights, the rule of law, capitalism. That was the hope when we let them into the WTO. It's time that the world recognized that that was a failure, that the engagement with the Chinese, by all measures, things have gotten worse. So we should, we should isolate them. We should, we should launch an international effort to isolate them. We should have uh, done that immediately after COVID. And, and I think that... Uh, it, it, by not doing it, by, by not isolating the Chinese, we are going to regret it in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick Rinnell, thank you very much for your clarity. Much appreciated, and uh, be well, my friend. All the best, Mark. You too. He's terrific, isn't he? So these massive balloons entered our airspace in the continental United States. And President Trump didn't know. Secretary of Defense, Esper, didn't know. Secretary of State, Pompeo, didn't know. Radcliffe didn't know. Grinnell didn't know. It's a lie. And if I'm wrong, and I said this in hour one, and I agree with Rick Grinnell, these are acts of treason by the Joint Chiefs and others who did know. And it's interesting that the media are so pathetic. They don't go to the leaders of the various committees that are relevant in this and ask them. And ask them if they were informed of this. Because if they weren't, that means not a single official in charge of our intelligence agencies, in charge of our 
diplomatic agency, in charge of our defense agency, the commander-in-chief, and the heads of the Intel Committee and the Armed Services Committees in the House and the Senate were informed. Not one. Not one. And the funny thing is, the lapdog corrupt media doesn't even raise that. I put nothing past Millie. And should any Republican president get elected, they need to fire that guy's ass in two seconds. He's not only an incompetent. You know, he does an interview with Bob Woodward. He's a partisan. And he's pushing this woke crap into the military, too. That guy needs to go, and every barnacle attached to him needs to go. We need some real generals and some real admirals now. This is getting very serious. This is very, very serious with communist China. We cannot afford any missteps. We can't have the, uh, the boneheads right now, like Millie and so forth, running things, and I'm afraid they are. And this Biden comment, this constant comment about, I ordered it on Wednesday, but it didn't happen until Saturday, this is bizarre. And that suggests to me that somebody else is running the show. And we need to get to the bottom of that, whether it's Susan Rice or whomever it is. Who is running this damn show? Because it's out of control. And we, the people, have a right to know. This is supposed to be a representative republic. But less and less so, isn't it? I hope you were able to hear my opening statement on life, liberty, and Levin last night. There was no football, no conflicts. We won't be on next Sunday because of the Super Bowl, which is good, because I'll be watching it too. But I hope you were able to watch it this past Sunday. And the full hour was with Victor Davis Hanson. And I thought it was an incredibly important show. And I think it's also important this long-form interview kind of format continue, whether it's one or two guests, and the appropriate guests to really dig into these things. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right. Let me take some calls here as I look them up. All right, Mr. Producer, here we go. Let us go to Beth, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, the great... WNTJ, we, excuse me? Uh-oh. Let's then go to Steve, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. He hung up too? So, to, oh, wait a minute. I'm looking at an old list here. Uh, I'm looking at a list that's from like two weeks ago. I apologize. All right. Let's go to Ann in the Villages in Florida on the Mark Levin app. Ann, how are you? Anne? I am doing well, Mark. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Ann. Yeah, um, I, I, I thank you for taking my call. Uh, your, your, your initial rant was, was struck a bone with me. Um, my family has been here since I can trace them back to the 1600s, um, military all the way back fought at every war fought against each other during the civil war. Mm-mm. Um, and I myself, uh, my father, uh, 24 years, myself, 24 years, my great-grandfather's in Arlington. You know... And thank you for fighting. No way. Oh, you're so welcome. It was, you know, 
the pillar that I stand on is falling over. Uh, there's there's no way that we didn't know that that balloon was over our our territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who's tying our military's hands, um, but I do know that the man who sits in the presidential seat is either a foreign agent or is severely compromised uh, by the Chinese. I think that's the one. I think he's bought and paid for. I call him the Manchurian president, because that's what he is. Yeah, there's, there's actually tons of evidence, and, and it's there already. They've seen it. They know it. I don't understand why they're not doing anything about it. This man gets up every day and makes another bad decision for the people of our nation and a good decision for our enemies. That is beautifully put, and I agree 100%, Ann. And I want to thank you. You're retired Air Force. God bless you and your family. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Knoxville, Tennessee, XM Satellite. Jeanette, how are you? I'm fine. So good to talk to you tonight, Mark. Thank you. I'd like to uh, agree with uh, Ann. I'm... I would think he's almost like an an agent or whatever of China. He has been so good to them. You think about Bagram uh, Air Base, all the drugs flowing across our our southern border. Electric Uh, vehicles and how they're going to get rich off of that. Yes, and even like the uh, arrest that happened of uh, Chapo's son, Um, you know... uh, Yard uh, people that work in my yard, um, you can uh, think where they might be from, and uh, they said they think he's already out. So, do you know? Anyway, but on this other thing of the balloon, obviously they wanted the balloon to be seen. So I think that China did that to to uh, take uh, our eye off the ball. uh, The I'm running out of time. I think they wanted it to be seen because they wanted to see Biden's response. And Biden's response was exactly what they were hoping for. A non-response. Too little, too late. Thank you for your call. I very much appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you folks out there. It's so great to be back with you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, truckers, brothers and sisters, freedom fighters in Ukraine and Taiwan. Thank you again. We'll be right here tomorrow. I hope you will, too. God bless.